I V M. Advertising is dead is brought to you by PayPal. Democratizing financial services. The transition of pets in our lives from just functional animals for security or support to truly being the kids of the house has been one of the best evolutions in the human animal equation. It's not just led us to truly build a relationship based on empathy and family with animals, but also enabled businesses to build products, services and entire platforms to cater to our growing needs as this relationship has evolved. One such company that has been one of the founding members of the new age Indian pet care industry and has helped not just grow the products but also the mindset associated with a pet friendly world is heads up for tails and today i have their founder and ceo rashin arang on advertising is dead to discuss the pet care industry the categories in it and how she's seen the pet parent consumer evolve through her journey also just want to state this is a very happy episode i'm varun dugirala and this advertising is dead we right back with rashi welcome back to advertising is dead with rashi hi rashi welcome to the show thank you thank you so much i'm so excited to be here likewise uh, and and i'm excited because what you do and what you run um, in terms of the company um, is something which which i have i'd say i wasn't that big uh, let me say let me put it differently I grew up around a lot of pets as my grandma would call them. Um I incidentally had 13 dogs growing up at home. Wow. So my grandmother had a, a serious issue. Um you know 12 dachshunds and one pomeranian is not necessarily um a, a, you know it's, it's it's a bizarre household to have that happen. Thankfully <laughs> small town so the house had enough space to do that. Um but over the years they were always uh, in many ways um I think they were pets but at some point that transition to being me looking at them as children after we you know after got married and 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 you know trip who was already pooja's dog and later we got lulu so um i over the years my perception of this entire market has kind of evolved from a consumer side um and uh, and i'm been quite excited to talk to you because i want to kind of understand a um your own uh, if you want to call it pet kid story sure. and, and how way that kind of originated and, and etc and then also we will we'll then talk about the about the stuff that you do uh, so yeah sure. so how did how did uh, have you always been a person who had dogs cats hamsters i i'm i'm, I'm just going to leave it open ended and have you kind of jump in yes i have always been that person i i just remember i mean i've had uh, dogs in the house ever since i was born and uh, so you know again my family was always had pets uh, my dad always had dogs growing up so i think it's just come from there and i was always that child who was bringing home rescued birds and kittens and trying to save them and you know feeding them and taking care of them so every day there would be some new little creature in my in my house and that's really where it all started from and and fast forward to you kind of setting up the company right and how did that happen so i think uh, you know when i find my old scrapbooks from school and other things i see what do you want to be when you grow up either a vet work with animals open a shelter and um, i think when i went to college i forgot about that dream for a little bit i went right into like oh my god you know i have to get a job and i have to make a career and all of these things need to happen in my life just going with the flow um and i did all of those things and then 
um once i did start working in the big corporate space i i realized that this is so far away from what i want to do um and i wasn't sure what i wanted to do uh, but a year or two later one new little puppy came into my life uh, her name was sara and uh, i was just married she was really my responsibility um you know for the first time unlike previously where all our dogs had been shared responsibilities in a big joint family and i think that that's really what changed it because um whenever i was out you know trying to get something for her there was just nothing i could find and this was now 13 years ago um where you know it's it's very it was very different to what it looks like now uh, and i remember on her first birthday when i went to buy her a birthday present i actually came back with nothing and i think that really was that start of the spark where i realized that this is a really big white space lots of pet parents like myself may want something uh, and that's just the start that was how it started you know the term pet parent um i don't think that was a popular term even like a decade ago, beyond a decade ago right because Wasn't. um one of my uh, popular stories to tell around this is that uh when we had trip and and my mother would kind of come and visit and, and see how we are with him she would most times kind of go back home uh, and and want to kind of get him something almost like she's seeing that we are treating him like a kid and 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 she would walk into a pet store and this is obviously like what seven or years ago and you would find food and you would find collars yes. and you would find stuff to tie up a dog with uh to those collars um which is predominantly i don't think people looked at it as something wrong you'd obviously let your dogs play and you let them do all that stuff but over time this perception of saying i am a and and i think it's now become a thing right do you, whenever someone says i'm a dog owner you turn around and say no you're a dog you're a pet parent yes um what's your thought on that transition right at, at some point that transition happened and that's where this market really opened up so um how do you think this transition happened um well i have to tell you that at the start of my journey in 2008 there were mostly pet owners mm. uh if i were to really look at the market from a balcony view and um everybody spoke like that you know and even the training world trained like that that you have to be a dominant force and dominant authority and your dog has to listen to you and you know you have to be the stronger one and yeah. everything was coming from that perspective uh and i i was telling you when we chatted last that i i've seen the transition of all these hundreds and thousands of dogs being tied up at the gate or being used primarily for guarding purposes yeah. to moving into people's homes and then into their beds yeah. <laughs> and i have honestly loved that transition you yeah. know so so i think that i've seen it and and i, I we started using that uh, that word at heads up for tails many 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 years ago because i was coming from that space of you know being a pet parent and really having to look after this little furry ball of fur mm. um and you know i'm not sure where it happened but i think you know it just it 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 started to come up a lot um and i think that all the new wave of people who were in that canine world of nutritionists behaviors uh, behaviorists and and then you know even people who were bringing home their pets I saw that shift happen there was a huge growth of small dog population which are primarily companion dogs as mm-hmm. compared to you know the larger dogs which were being used for sort of you know guarding purposes and all of that so i think there's lots of these little things that have influenced 
this transition including moving to nuclear families lots of you know lots of nuclear families have come up a lot of people are postponing having children um yeah. you know so and then also that the empty nesters whose whose children have gone away mm. you know i could i've seen hundreds of stories of how the pet has come into the center of their lives and helped to you know really kind of fill up those empty spaces so i think all of these little things have actually made this now a global phenomena and it's been really nice to see that I totally agree um and and you mentioned pets on the bed that's a, it's a it's a phenomena I deal with every day and the only way we figured a way to get out of that is to and we found this amazingly fluffy bed um um a nice big fluffy pink bed for my older one and uh, we initially thought okay when you know when and trip generally like he is a is a boy dog um in the most classical sense <laughs> of the word like like a rough rough play and everything else and Because it's a nice fluffy pink bed, and he loves it. Like he doesn't leave that <laughs> oh, bed. Oh, sweet! Um, and the other one is on the bed. But uh, that transition, right, is interesting because it also does two things. One is, as as people, it makes us look at um, animals who've been our companions for so long in a very different light. Um, and then, from a business perspective, it not just I don't I don't want to call it opening up opportunities of of verticals of business, but really saying. you can actually turn around and say okay when there are now multiple verticals that you need to fill in for because people need these things yes um so when you went about setting up heads up for tails uh, how did that initially kick off and then how did this kind of scale up it's been a really interesting journey because when we started out there was nothing there so there was there were no vendors no supply chain um i built up a small collection of products that i thought sara would love and then you know i tested it with friends and family i took it to pet stores they didn't really want to keep it i had more than 200 of them bang their doors on me mm. um so there was no front end there was no back end and uh, there was no one to learn from there was no one to advise mm-hmm. no one to mentor nothing and so really the way that we started was staying really close to our customers having lots of conversations um and really picking up problem areas and trying to solve for them mm-hmm. and these were problem areas that had pre- that would just they had never been addressed like somebody was saying listen my dog is now 11 years old he finds it hard to get up from his bed uh, you know so we built orthopedic beds and we built an entire senior dog range you know golden paste all sorts of things that help with you know senior dogs and helping their lives get better somebody is talking about puppies somebody is talking about their doggy's ears being too long and you know getting dirty every time they were eating a meal so you know we designed bowls that were functional and suitable to situations like that and all of our product portfolio has just been building through these conversations and nobody's going to say hey i need this mm-hmm. but you know just discussing those problem areas and helping to find alternative solutions has been challenging but also it's just so satisfying because when you know you've been able to make that tiny difference mm. um you know and help a person connect better with their pet or just help a pet's life become more comfortable that's just how we've grown it there was really never a plan varun there was no like you know that this is how we're going to do it for the for the longest time there was not even the market forget the front end and the back end but there was no awareness 
you know people would say you know when i used to talk to them what do you feed your dogs oh rajma chawal puri aloo <laughs> aloo parothi literally doodh roti you know i have a uncle that- who has given his dog uh, a takeaway chinese food and i have looked at him in horror even before i became a pet parent so um he claimed that no no he's my dog he eats what i eat and i'm like that's <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, yeah so, exactly uh, yeah. yeah that's still that's still big right now you know so i think what we're just constantly pushing towards is that what does your pet really want from you they want you to understand the species that they are and they want you to understand their grooming needs their nutrition needs you know their exercise needs their wellness needs and really that's all that they truly want you know yeah. and try to just push that in terms of education in terms of uh product services wherever we're seeing the gap so that's just how that vertical has grown so would you then say that ecom kind of really changed the game for you in terms of scaling up uh yes it did um so when all these 200 plus people said no i actually mm. started out with a tiny ecom website in 2008 mm. built by a class 10 student everything done by me cataloging content blah 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 you know <laughs> spending countless hours and uh, i cannot even tell you the thrill of getting four five orders a month from people i didn't know in remote parts of the country madhya pradesh you know here and there it was just so fabulous that feeling um and then a year after i started heads up for tales i moved uh, to singapore my husband got transferred with work so we were there for the next 7 years when i was just trying to bootstrap and just hold this piece together remotely which was crazy but mm. i knew i had to do it and your experience uh, with remote working then in that yes. sense of the word <laughs> oh, yes but that time it was just me and maybe three other people <laughs> so you know very different from now but uh, the website has always been there tiny but i think last year it we really were able to focus on it and and realize that it is such a powerful medium because i think all these years we were relentlessly building out our store network to build that awareness you know like because that wasn't there we wanted people to come into our stores say listen can i have a bag of dog food um and then be able to showcase to them the entire collection that we actually have which yeah. may not be as discoverable or even if it is on a website you know you're not able to really talk to people ask them questions plug it in with a solution so um but last year i think that shifted and it has been really exciting to grow that piece and now ship you know hundreds of orders every day across the country you know that's an interesting point right um i think especially for categories um like parents um or even parents right because i you know sometime back i had uh, uh, had manchis are very on we were discussing the entire discover discovery based platforms and how uh, how focus on 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 kids and and, and child uh, and everything around kids and parents um is that that sense of community almost builds uh, needs which you sometimes don't even know are a product requirement um in some cases as like you you mentioned the the senior dogs piece right um i would not think that would be a requirement um but it came from a consumer so you kind of build that out um and and i'm sure there's so many of that so if you're going to look at especially the last like what 3 4 years what have you kind of learned from your consumers about something which you you never thought those would be stuff that you build out but what have you a how have you seen the consumer evolve but also like how have you what have you kind of learned from them i i've learned that 
you know people want to be able to integrate pets into all aspects of their life you know and um if we're able to enable that through better education in some ways you know like if you have a really well trained dog they can go with you everywhere you know to a restaurant here and there people want to be able to do that and i think a lot of our product lines have come from that for example uh the wedding collection you know so many people have said my dog has to be at my wedding you know can you actually um make a bow tie that matches my lehenga or you know a tuxedo or something you know something I would have fun. never thought that would be a <laughs> exactly. thing I am sorry I had no idea that was a category um like I I I am uh, I'm I'm this is me being truly surprised I would have thought yes. of something else totally but I would have I would have thought birthday party and I've heard of cakes for the, <laughs> yes this is like matching my lehenga you it's taking it to a whole different level for me right it now it totally is it totally is and honestly i have been so surprised you know right now we just had a request for you know baby shower and they wanted to do you know proposals i mean like people have made the doggies wear you know cute proposal messages and you know lots of amazing things so i think that it's just nice to see how much they want to integrate them in mm. Um, I have a confession also, to make actually right now me. here. I, I propose to Pooja with strip. Um, really? That's actually yeah. I, I'm one of those proposal uh, dog people um, because uh, one of the factors that uh, so when Pooja and I just uh, started to see each other and she'd already had trip and trip was close to a year old and so the the I would say one of the closing factors was the fact that he took to me immediately um, and he he's not and he's not the friendliest of dogs with everybody. He's he's a little. um i i call him curious to say okay i, I don't necessarily <laughs> like you so I don't come near me kinds um and so he took to me clearly uh, very easily and so when i did propose to her, i had him in one hand and other ring in the other and that's how i proposed to her so that yes i am one of those people sweet. who has done that, that so proposal like this is why i was surprised about the leg i'm like i've done that like impromptu but people have actually thought this one through Oh yes, oh for sure, <laughs> for sure. So so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, lots of lots of collections have come up like that. I mean, festivals like uh, you know, Rakhi. Uh, mm-hmm. So many people are like, I need to tie Rakhi to my dog. So we made Rakhi biscuits. You know, Rakhi with a little biscuit in it, and uh, you know, a little collection around that. And all festivals. You know, we were the first to introduce a Diwali box with laddus for dogs and mm-hmm. mitais for dogs and. literally everything that you can imagine has been built out over the years you know across all festivals across all uh, sort of cultural um, art themes like whether it's bandhni or our current indian collective or just playing on you know what's important to us in our culture in terms of design in terms of tradition uh, we've done so 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 much of it and it's been really fun you have a bunch more things to discuss But first, we got to take a small break. So we'll be right back after the PayPal hiring solutions break. They're hiring across a large variety of roles. Log on to paypal.com and check out their job section now. Welcome back to Advertising is Dead. So you know that makes me think about it very differently, right? Um, is that on one end there is the entire lifestyle part of it, so it involves I think that they would wear. It would be, you know, stuff you would have for occasions, etc. Then there's the central stuff that will be um, stuff around food. And I know that, like, the fact that dogs actually have allergies is something I never knew, even though I was surrounded by dogs my entire life. Um, and 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 I have one who has uh, allergic problems, so I realized that is that. So the one part is that right, where you really kind of look at that aspect of it. Um, 
And I feel that's very core as well, right? Because most times you don't know who to ask. You thankfully have a few decent vets around uh, who you can reach out to if you are lucky um, and if you're in a city. Uh, but most places, like I remember when I, uh, you know, as a kid, uh, we go to a government uh, uh, veterinary hospital and you would have like a, a, a you know like livestock on one end and you do your dog would be here and yes. you'd be really worried about do I want to really get my dog here I know what like what's going to happen right um, and uh, so I know that you have a section focused on that aspect and, and I, I'd love to kind of hear how that came about and 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 how uh, how that's kind of progressed sure so we actually have three key verticals nutrition mm-hmm. lifestyle and also wellness which includes all your grooming products and I think even with the nutrition one, um, I remember, you know, as Sarah grew older and I started also getting much more educated along my journey, I started to read labels a lot better. And I and when I used to look at the back of all these treats I was feeding her, there were a ton of ingredients that I couldn't even pronounce, forget, know what they were, you know. And I think that's what really made us think that what is this that we're really feeding our dogs, you know, and Mm. deeper understanding just resulted in us understanding how much chemical preservatives, fillers, all of those things were being used to make these treats sort of very mass affordable. And and just that's just what had always been around for a long time. So we we started with um, just trying to build out a range of clean treats. We built out Sarah's treats because they were inspired by her just simple, dehydrated, very limited ingredients, no chemicals, no preservatives, nothing, just clean, good stuff, free of antibiotics and all of that stuff. Mm. So we built out that. We've built out our yummy in my tummy. I, I, you know, again, uh, it was the first human grade biscuit to be uh, in the Indian market because before that, it was, you know, when I used to talk to manufacturers, they used to tell me, horrific stories which I don't really want to repeat here but they were just not things I would want to feed my dog it was just Mm. waste product from a lot of different sources and uh, I went to a biscuit factory once and they said okay you want chicken biscuits here are 20 different flavors of chicken you can just put a few drops and it becomes a chicken biscuit or a banana biscuit or whatever biscuit you want just wanted to change that and put in real stuff Um, so we built out our, our range of biscuits and now we've just introduced a range of functional treats called Nutri Wafers, you know, for immunity, for skin and uh, skin and coat, for renal health, all sorts of things. And we're building out a lot of other stuff. So I think that was on the nutrition front, again, coming from our own perspective and also just talking to people whose uh, pets just have been having so many health issues. And a lot mm. of that comes from what are you consuming? you know and then on the wellness side also you know there was just all of these very basic products not really factoring in a dog or a cat's skin coat and you know real problems that they are facing so we we introduced a line of organic shampoos we just introduced a line of new sort of completely plant-based all natural shampoos and we just um, you know healing balms paw balms massage oils calming um, products all sorts of things that you could use but just with that very now very deep understanding of them uh, from all aspects you know we've been just trying to address that uh, and find a solution one one problem at a time it comes back to the whole um part of the family piece right because you literally are saying would you feed and maybe that's why people fed their dogs Rajma Chawal and uh, um, yes. away Chinese like yes. I'm eating it so they can eat it too but right. um, I agree with you uh, at most times you'd look at uh, something that you would 
um, give as technically called pet food and and you would you would say that that i mean is it really appetizing for them and, and these guys don't know better right so they they yes. eat whatever you give them and and um and they uh, although i have a couple of uh, divas at home so so they sometimes give me a look when they don't get what they want but <laughs> um yeah but it's also like i feel the more natural we are going i think in the way we are eating um yes. i think in general we kind of projecting that to how um our own kids i mean uh, canine and otherwise or, or any form of pet um and do that um have you also, and i'm sure you also kind of expanded um it across and as i see on the portfolio wise is that india is predominantly a, a dog friendly country i feel the cat population has really expanded in recent times and i'm and i'm seeing people getting more and I, i mean i have more friends now who have cats than dogs um i am team dog entirely um but uh, uh, you know as you've added these um have you had to kind of relook at um I mean, from a, from a technicality standpoint, um, on on product lines, and especially in the the nutrition aspect, etc. Or or have you had to kind of say, okay, these are common factors. These are how is that kind of uh, scaled out? Well, uh, I you know we got two cats into our office a couple mm. of years ago. Uh, we just adopted them, and I think that uh, changed uh, you know just our understanding of them. And so we built out the cat vertical, and uh, it's it is very very different. from from dogs you know they are uh, very different as a species and just understanding them and building for them it took a little bit of time so you know we didn't start out with the cat vertical but in the last couple of years we added loads of products and i see that adoption rate going up really quickly a mm-hmm. uh, lot of lot of the younger population the millennials you know a lot of people are bringing home cats they make for great pets uh, when i talk to people they say that it's a lot less maintenance and they also just really adorable um i i know you may not <laughs> i'm not, i don't know i've not been a cat person i've tried my best so i mean i know that i have for for people listening and not watching this one um i have generally never been a cat person um so i'm i'm fine with them but true love for me will always come right, uh, when right. it's a, when it's a dog is right. how i put but it. you know honestly like i think once you've learned to bond with another species mm. this, this those other bonds will come really easily once you have a chance to interact yeah. and i've seen like they're just so sweet and they're very interactive and of course they all have their own personalities you know just like dogs do some are super friendly outgoing and others just aren't and it's the same with cats and um, it's been nice to build out that that line as well you know we've just uh, i mean Uh, customers say that you know we need to be in the office or away from home for many hours it's much easier with a cat uh, they keep themselves really clean there's a lot less work to do so i mean not from sort of it's just different lifestyles mm-hmm. um you know and it works for some people and it's just it's just nice to be able to share i think it's just nice to be able to share your home mm-hmm. with um, with an animal i think it's just a privilege and yeah. um, so what you know whatever works for everybody um and uh, i know there's the the wet line aspect which you kind of build out where you could really um connect on that front um how has that kind of progressed and and also i i love to kind of get into the foundation as well yes sure so the wet line is very new um we just launched it a couple of months ago it was in beta testing until almost now mm. and it's just you know with covid and just with the apprehensions of getting out and not just that but just being able to ask questions at any time you know mm. when you can't reach 
uh, a vet necessarily or you know just to have nowhere to go something like okay my dog is eating a, li- a lizard he's throwing up or you know it could be so many things i just took my dog out for a walk he's cut his paw it could be so many things that happen late at night early in the morning we've just really wanted for people to be able to get answers quickly mm-hmm. um and be able to do things that they can do you know at the right time i think could save many many lives if you're yeah. able to get that that help at the right time so we're going to see how it scales up i really hope that it does well it's a, in partnership with the uk company and it's got both video as well as uh, sort of chat functions um so i hope that you know people are able to leverage it and use it well yeah. and yeah so so i'll tell you more about it as time goes by yeah so i, I think telemedicine's a great way to go for this right because most times um when you want to get an appointment to kind of go see a doctor i mean now obviously in, in times like these it's trickier but i like the fact that you've said that you can actually kind of get access to some because i think a lot of the problems are, are there are obviously the serious ones where you have to go see someone yes um but a lot of times it's really like random stuff like why is my dog making a certain choking sound um yes. they don't seem to have eaten anything and then most times it ends up being uh, a uh, uh, leftover ch- uh, piece of cauliflower from somewhere uh, which which is uh, the usual uh, culprit i've realized or carrot um but it's it's good to have that as a as a backup and and i love the fact that you said it's 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 both video and this one because i think most times have to show um considering the breeds there are also so many different yes. aspects to it um we don't realize sometimes and i think it's important for people to understand is that you're not just talking about a dog and a cat you're talking about so many different breeds and so many different kinds and and they each all also like two dogs of the same breed will also have very different issues because of how they it's like human beings right like like saying all human absolutely. beings need the same medicines it'll never work that way absolutely i mean yeah i mean you know how they've been bred their dna so many things can make a difference allergies personal i mean and like you said personalities so many things are different and you can't possibly bucket them mm. together so i hope i hope this is going to help a couple of people out there who need it and, and i'd love to hear about the foundation because i think that's actually a, a, a core part of you see so many um uh, you know pets who don't necessarily have a home um, and 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 I'd love to uh, kind of for me what you do because I know I I I've I've seen that movement really scale up over time the people are genuinely trying to um the word adopt a pet has been something that I feel is more recent um buy used to be a thing um or I mean I've I've actually heard people say like can't say it almost like can't say liya type like you know yes. it, it, that was yeah. literally the thing um yeah. and now it's 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 become adoption it's it's being okay someone had a pup and you're getting it and i'm not saying breeders are, is a wrong way to go I, i'm feeling that transactionality of it um is is something which is kind of going away and and as long as it's a legit breeder who's not um they aren't as many legit breeders out there um exactly and that's yeah, really just the a handful yeah there's just a handful i think um the foundation is just very very special uh, to me and i think to the company because we we've, we've always uh, you know ever since we started we've been trying to help out in so many uh, ways that we possibly could you know in providing support to partner shelters and talking about adoption fostering how you can help um and i think you know two years ago we just set it up to just make it more legit and actually have proper goals than kind of seeing what comes by or you know just ha- not i didn't want to keep it so fluid um so what i think what we really want to do through the foundation is change mindsets mm-hmm. and 
we believe that you can change mindsets via education because when you start to understand something you start to care about it and mm-hmm. only when you start caring do you do something about it you know mm-hmm. so that's the that's the real big crux of what we want to do and of course in addition you know we're doing heaps of other stuff like adoption drives at our stores sterilizations vaccinations you know with like anti rabies and other things um lots of feeding drives reflective collar drives across the country because you know if the dog has a collar a lot of them get hit at night yeah. with cars because they can't see them so yeah. lots and lots of initiatives like that but um really i know that you know if we're able to educate more people that movement can become so much bigger than the 1111 that we're currently doing you know and it's unfortunate because we had started to go out into schools and really do workshops and all of that has come to an end mm. and it's been hard to replicate but we're doing whatever we can through you know other digital platforms to just help to change that that perspective that okay i mean the real message that we want to give is that those animals are stray because of us mm. you know they're yeah. not i mean this is their home too Uh, as much as it's ours yeah. and just because we built our home this colony and this area doesn't really become ours yeah. um and you know from from historical times man and animal have lived together very mm. closely yeah. right and we were a strong bond and then we just moved into our homes and into just our own bubbles and sort of left them out and you know that bond that is very special is now sort of hanging by a thread and we just want to remind people of that and see how they could live with more compassion with more empathy and everybody can do something that's 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 actually um the exact way it needs to be i think when when you mentioned kids i was thinking about right is that if we teach kids to be empathetic with animals around them um you're also going kind to of educating them to be empathetic with people i feel that like actually it feeds that way right and and absolutely um and uh, like i have a kid who's grown up with two dogs around her from the time she's come home um and so for her it's natural to be a certain way with animals right she she's not necessarily she not going to shove them around she's not treating them like their things she know she literally calls them brother sister so it's it's that relationship and i think at some point if you scale that up you you bring because animals teach you empathy more than anybody else right they literally are selfless in in just like love and and everything else and and it helps project that out and you mentioned education which I want to come to how much of your job is actually educating people um because most times you might and while there's one set who are aware as consumers there's obviously another set who you have to tell them no this is an option you should try um how much of your job has been that you know there's of course a, a huge mix of lots of things mm. but i think we just want to relentlessly keep talking about the same message you know mm. that is that you know we have to coexist for everybody's benefit mm. and uh, it's it's not easy there are lots of people who shut us out there are lots of people who think of all our beautiful streets as a huge menace they're afraid of them right but that's what we want to change we want to say here's why you don't need to be afraid of them here's how you can read your their body language understand them you'll understand what they're saying when are they showing you calming signals when are they showing signs of stress when are you freaking them out and they may mm. attack you know yeah. we just want to be able to go out there and say here's what you need to know now that you understand it 
you know you know you don't have to be afraid anymore when you and you know we were going into sort of uh, schools and uh, talking to air, you know children from say slum areas and all where they're so afraid of dogs because of rabies that when they see one they pick up a stone and hit you mm-hmm. know how do you change that you change that by go- doing a vaccination drive in that area so that the doggies are you know have their injections you're talking to then the children about you know how i mean we've taken therapy dogs into into those areas and the reactions of when they can actually interact with the with a dog without being scared are just heartwarming to a different level and and you know you mentioned about empathy i mean really that's truly how we feel i mean like we believe that when you have the privilege of sharing your life with a pet you become a better version of yourself child or adult doesn't matter you just do because they bring out they always see the nicest side of you yeah. right and they bring i mean and they bring out so much compassion so much empathy so much i mean they they make you become kind and we believe that the world can literally <laughs> become a better place i totally agree can. with you on that front i'm 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 with you on this entirely so um, so when when you kind of look at the future in terms of where the, where, where this entire cat, uh, where the business is kind of moving towards etc are there are there specific areas you're focusing on um, just from a growth perspective from um and 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 where you're seeing consumers kind of go as well um yes we have primarily um focused on the more niche side of the market mm. you know but we realize that to make that impact and have our message be heard we have to be able to address the market at large so we're really kind of looking at expanding our product catalog uh, we're really looking at expanding services um which again we feel that you know it's there's just is no good experience related with them whether you need to go to the vet or whether you need to i mean in any part of it you know uh, there's there's still a lot of work to be done um so yes on the growth side we're looking at new stores new products new customer segments um new channels like our app where we really want to integrate a lot of education a lot of content along with the commerce and uh, you know just build in a lot of ex- i mean just be able to bring out a lot of expertise that the company actually holds with a lot of certified people um to be able to share that knowledge and hopefully change relationships and help people just connect better with their pets because we know that the world just becomes better <laughs> so Um, this has been a very agreeable episode because I've agreed with all with pretty much everything that you have said in terms of uh, this category. Um, you know, as we come towards the end of every episode, I, I do a segment where I ask my guests not necessarily about the work, um, and I know this conversation has not been as much about work; it's been much larger than that. Um, but really about you, right? Um, what are you into as a person that most people who would know you, let's say professionally or otherwise, would say, "Really, that's something that you spend time doing, or you obsess over, or what would that thing be?" That's not necessarily out there, but you do spend a lot of time doing. Um, I'd say reading. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love my books mm-hmm. and uh, music. Um, I, you know, I used to sing a lot. Uh, haven't done it for the last couple of years, but you know, always love my music. and uh i think dogs <laughs> <laughs> you you cannot say dogs dogs everybody knows okay. that now that's that's a category that is out there now for you okay um, well i'd say adventure just outdoors and adventure i love you know sort of nature and the adventures that it brings you know skydiving and all sorts of you know cool fun things uh, that's something that a lot of people don't know but i love the outdoors what have you read recently that you'd recommend Uh, no rules, rules. 
the Netflix story. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I just yeah. really hope I can try and build a company like that. Uh, you know, you mentioned that book. What I find fabulous about that book is 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 the two author system that they followed is that yes. it's not him just talking about his company and yes. saying everything is good. They've actually said a lot of negative stuff as well. Um, but it's so insightful as to just that whole balance they brought about. So I, I agree with yes. the entire fabulous. No, that's, that's actually a great point that you brought up. I mean, I didn't realize the power of that till you just said it and, you know, yeah. it just flashed. But yeah, absolutely. They've shown that, okay, if you do this, there's 20 things that can go wrong. This is yeah. how it went wrong yeah. for us. But yet we want to be able to overcome it. So I think just putting it out there, just the, it's fantastic yeah. and yeah lots of takeaways and um, what can you put together in an instant uh, really good coffee <laughs> perfect <laughs> um, and um, why do you think uh, and my, my general question it's evolved over time I, my question always used to be why did people advertising not type but now as this show has kind of progressed it's become the category um, why will I know the answer so I don't know why I've been asking the question why will I need to treat our pets like our children not die? Because they are so magical. Um, they bring in so much love, so much friendship, so much unconditional support that you can't even quite get that from your kids. Honestly, That's you can't true. get that from anyone. Yeah, that un- unconditional love is, is, is uh, I think, the core. Like there, there is no other, no human being can give that. That I agree exactly. with you 100%. Exactly. Thanks so much, Shashi. Thanks, thanks for coming on the show. It's been a fabulous conversation. I've had a lot of fun doing it. Um, Thank you. So that been one of the I happy, of happier episodes too. in general vibes <laughs> overall. So it's always good to have one of those happening. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for this amazing platform for letting me share my story, for helping us spread our message. Thank you, Varun. You're doing an incredible job. Thanks, Shashi. If you like this podcast and you want to listen to more podcasts like this, head over to the IBM Podcast website or app or where you get your podcast from and look at all the podcasts that IBM makes. There's some really fun stuff there. Advertising is Dead is brought to you by PayPal, democratizing financial services.